Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we begin by discussing Sean's recent fender bender and the finer points of the Apple Watch. Then we get into this week's tech news, including Redbox's sneaky plan, the shocking similarities between the S8 and the S9, and HomePod bringing up your furniture. It's all coming up now on a brand new Don't Panic. This is Don't Panic, episode number 194, recorded February 26th, 2018. Don't hit things with your car. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on Gadgetnet. You are Sean Jennings, joined as always by the Miriam and Webster of tech podcasting. A couple of guys who are wow. the definition of professional. It is Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau. Wow, we haven't had one of those in a while. I, it, it just... Actually, I may have done that one before. I just didn't remember, but that one popped into my head, and I said that these guys—they're—they're they're just like the dictionary. Merriam-Webster started now? right here in Springfield, Massachusetts. That's right. Really? Actually, and you, you know what other and combination was started here? Smith and Wesson was started here as well. Uh, oh wow! A bit more of a bummer, but you know, hey, that's you know. True. The consequences of that are, are more severe. For sure. Have you seen yeah. Marion Webster's burns on Twitter, though? Oh, yes. They're sassy. <laughs> they, they do have some sick burns. Yeah, I think the, the consequences can be pretty dire either way. Indeed. How are you, Sean? I'm uh, change up the format here. <laughs> yes, I think. You know I'm what? The host no now. one ever asks how I'm doing. Thank you. You know, finally, it took 194 episodes. Finally, like, Sean, how are you doing? I'm glad you Sean, asked. Sean, we have some questions for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think people have been dying to know. How many things did I hit with my car in the past week? Only oh, yeah. one. That's where the title came from. I couldn't think of a better one. And so I took it upon myself. Yeah, don't back into things with your car. Mm. That's a bad move. Then you'll get a big dent in your car. Mm. now what sort of thing did you back into another car i i will i will not give the whole life story here because it's not that interesting but uh basically what happened was i was pulling into an intersection and uh, a car was supposed to be turning therefore not hitting me but at the last minute changed their directional and decided to go straight but they didn't hit me because i slammed on my brakes and they swerved around me but then I was in the middle of an intersection, so to get out, I put my car in reverse because I was worried about oh, getting geez. hit by someone else. Didn't realize there was a car behind me and backed into him. The insurance company told me I should have just stayed in the intersection and gotten hit because then it would have been their fault. And I said, who says that? That's terrible. Yeah. What kind of attitude the, is that? You know what? I've noticed this about uh, drivers in America in general. or Perhaps this is true in the rest of the world. People think that, like, Oh, it's a true pedestrians, too. Oh, I have the right of way. Therefore, I'm just going to walk out in the intersection. Or it's fine for me to do this because, you know, it's technically part of the law. Like, oh, there's this really dangerous, like, intersection. I'm just going to go because it says. But, like, yeah, you'll win the lawsuit if it came to that. But you're still going to get, like, a broken leg if you get in a car crash or worse, right? So what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it was it was the difference between me getting slammed at 35 miles per hour right in my door versus right. versus a small ding in my bumper at five miles per hour in reverse. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take done the that same deal. thing that you did. So. However, the bummer side of that is that uh, I now have a big dent in my bumper. But other than that, great. Boo. Awesome. So that was sweet. Well, 
Yeah, I guess it's good. Yeah. Did you did you have your okay? Did you have some sort of device that could have recorded your heart rate during that time? I did not. Boy, my head. Yes, uh, Dan Segway King, Dan Miller. Uh, yes, I went and I, I. So, so basically, I was like, God, I felt really bummed. I'm like, Oh man, I'm gonna have to pay all this money to get my car fixed, and this sucks. And I'm really bummed. You know what would make me feel better? If I bought an Apple Watch. So I bought an Apple Watch. So finally, nice. I upgraded. There you go. The 38 millimeter in space gray. Sick. Currently rocking the black sports band, though I have more bands on order. Um, what what bands did you order? So I refused to pay Apple's prices, so mm. I did not go through them. I found a company I'm going to try. Where did you guys get your bands? I, I was I was mean to ask Apple. you. Yeah. So I got a the Sweet Home had an article about the best non Apple Apple Watch bands, mm-hmm. and so I tried one of the Melanie's Loops, which is the 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 metal steel one that moves around loops around and has a magnet. And I liked it, except, so I don't know, maybe Apple's is better, but the magnet wasn't strong enough, so it mm. would come off all the time. Yeah. Uh, it was, like, comfortable. Like, I liked the way it felt on my wrist better than the, the sport band does, because it doesn't, like, stick to my, my wrist hairs as much. Um, but it didn't stay on, which was, which was like I always had to be like adjusting it, which I I didn't like. So so I ended up going back to the sport band for now. I like the sport Until, band; it's very comfortable. I yeah. will say that's probably my favorite thing about the watch. It's extremely comfortable to wear. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I barely noticed, and I I hated sleeping with my Pebble because mm-hmm. I didn't think it was very comfortable. I actually don't mind sleeping with this, so I do think it's a very comfortable watch to to wear. Yeah, definitely. I will give them credit for that. Um. But I, it, it has been a learning curve. This is probably the hardest to learn Apple device I've ever purchased. Really? I, I had to Google multiple times, how do I blank? Or like, I was, yeah. what? like, how do you connect your watch to the Wi-Fi? Answer, it does it automatically. Probably could have figured that one out. I also wanted to do the <laughs> thing where you send the heart, your heartbeat to somebody. That was really buried. That was very hard to, to figure out. Oh, yeah. That used to be more prominently featured, but I suspect no one really used it, so they buried it. Also, the control mm-hmm. panel is just a bunch of icons, and I don't... I had to, like, guess at what they were. Because there's one where it's, like, a, a happy mask and a sad mask, which is theater mode, but I kind of had to look that one up. And then there's the one with the little water yeah. drop, and I'm like, what is that? That's the one that makes the, the water squirt out. That's the right. Well, I knew that after I tapped Wait, it. What? And, it's, and it started going... And it was going nuts. Yeah, it's not I never super even noticed intuitive. that. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I can make the water squirt out of the speakers. Yes, yeah. you remember that from the oh keynote. My God, I'm doing that as soon as we get off of this podcast. Just, <laughs> I'm gonna submerge it in fucking. You should, you should do it right now. Um, it's really tempting. So the thing that got me for like two weeks, I would be using it, and I would like look down at my Apple Watch, and all of a sudden it would be on a different fucking watch face. Yeah, that's happened to me. Then than I had set and I couldn't figure out why. And eventually I learned that you can like, when you have multiple watch faces set up in the app, you can like swipe between them. Yeah. So I guess I was just accidentally swiping between them, but it, it took me a long time to figure out what the deal was. With I that. have been having that happen recently, but only recently. So thank you for yeah. solving that mystery. I, I have an issue with the, just, again, it's cause I'm coming from the pebble and I kind of 
there's things about the Pebble I really miss, like the always on screen and the battery life and all those sorts of perks you get with having the e-ink. And I kind of wish that if I feel like Pebble doesn't get enough credit, they made a really dope watch. And I feel like <coughs> if they had had the iOS level of access, the Apple watch had, it would be a better version of the Apple watch. Like I don't even, I don't even debate that. Cause I really like that watch and I'm just struggling to transition to this and I'll get there, but it's just taken me a lot more time. And there's a lot of things that I love the digital crown for certain menus, but it's terrible mm -hmm. for other menus or it's like little things where I wish I had more buttons or it took me a while to stop pushing the, 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 the other, not the crown, the other button. I don't know what you call it. I kept wanting the other to, button. The, the, the lower button. I kept wanting to push it as a back button and it's not a back button. But I kept thinking it mm -hmm. was a back button. They're just kind of, it's, or like the, 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 the apps where it's all the little circles and you, in the, I, I immediately changed that to a list because I didn't like that. You view. change that to a list? See, that's what I'm saying. The UI is Whoa. bonkers. It, when you're on the app menu, if you do a, if you do a force touch, it'll allow you to switch to list mode. Yeah, and then That's you can. And what's great about that is uh, to list view, and then you can just use the crown to just scroll through the list. I think it's a little easier. Oh my god, this is amazing! <laughs> and I found it by total like, accident, by the way. This is a million times better than the other thing. It's it's, but there's just certain things about the UI. The other thing I don't like is I need pers more persistent notifications because they disappear weirdly and quickly. What mm -hmm. I liked about the Pebble is until you took an action. It never left your screen, and this wonder, it, they disappear so quickly. Did you did you know you can swipe down from the top and see them? I did, but then it's hard, and then you're like, I. Do, but I don't like that menu either. I oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I do wish that the notifications would be like active on the main screen longer. Yes, I wish I could. No, it's that. it's like you have ten seconds to look, and oh, if you less. look in ten seconds, you're. It's, it's very like quick. Three or five know. seconds. It's it's, it's not a no. The problem is, I felt with the Pebble, it was like notifications first, and then everything else second. With the Apple Watch, notifications are like the fifth thing it wants you to do, and it's just yeah. not in the. I just need notifications to be a bigger part of the watch. But I don't. I mean, I'm complaining a lot. I I really do like it. I do think it's very nice. I think the health stuff is really cool. I've been playing with a bunch of apps, the sleep tracking and stuff. Like it's all really cool. What What have you been using for sleep tracking? So I tried an app. It's called, I've only used it for two nights. It's called Auto Sleep. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It was well reviewed in the app store. And so far, I like it. I've been using the one called Pillow for a couple of weeks. And so far, I like that one. It like, it, so it, it says it does this smart alarm thing where it like makes your alarm go off at like the optimal time to wake you up. Yeah. And like weirdly enough, it seems like it works, which is freaking me out a little. Like, like I don't oh, know why. Oh, I can explain that. I used to have something that did this, but I haven't been able to get get uh get one that works on the Apple Watch. I thought so. Like, there's you know like circadian rhythms. Mm. So that's tied to your like when you fall into deep sleep. Uh, and you don't want to be woken out of deep sleep. So as long as they can figure out, like, oh, Colby goes into deep sleep on average, like, every three hours while he's sleeping, then they can figure out, like, okay, let's wake him up, like, 15 minutes after the, the deep sleep ends or a half hour. Yeah. That's why, that's why 
uh, it can feel like one night you might sleep for eight and a half hours, you'll wake up and just feel exhausted, and another night you'll sleep for five and a half hours and wake up feeling amazing. Mm. It's not because sleeping for five hours is better, it's because you hit your wake-up time at the right moment. Yeah. Yeah, but in any case, it, it seems to work pretty well, which I... Uh... I don't know. Yeah, it's great. Like I only do one snooze. Like I used to have to set like eight alarms, and uh, so I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll see if that continues. But yeah, so far so good. Uh, I was gonna say, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Oh, um, I, the app I've probably used the most on the watch is the heart rate thing because I'm just so fascinated by it. I think it's so <laughs> neat, and I keep wanting to check it because I've never really done that. For and and if you don't mind me asking, and you don't have to reveal this because it's sensitive health information, what is your resting heart rate? I'm just I'm just. How can you tell? You can you can do it. I don't know if you can do it from. You go to the go to the heart app. There's a heart rate on my phone. On uh, you can do it on, on my watch. Yeah. So, All right, so now with my new list view, can I find the heart? It's alphabetical. All right. And then once you're in the app, just it's scroll down and it'll say resting rate, and it'll say what your today's today is i don't know if you can get the overall average my current heart rate is 95 i'm all riled up um my resting heart rate is 59 beats per minute okay right now i'm 63, at 70 63 is my resting heart okay. rate and what is it right now 75 oh, all right oh now i'm at 105 oh man his heart's You're stressing racing. yourself out just looking at it. Calm down. It's going to be okay, <laughs> it's buddy. It's making me nervous. <laughs> Being uh, in front of a worldwide audience. <laughs> I've had a couple times where I was looking back at like my like sleep heart rate stuff from like the night before or whatever and like had a huge like heart rate spike in yeah. the middle of the night, which is weird. It's so cool. Uh, I don't remember what happened, but I, I feel like uh, I must have had a bad dream or something. I'm glad I don't remember it. <laughs> maybe, you know what, Colby? Maybe you woke up, figured out how to erase your memory, <laughs> and then be. went back to sleep because it was could that be. bad. Wow. Yeah. Or maybe I just forgot. I don't know. I think one of those explanations is more likely. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that up to the viewer to decide. Um, all right. That's enough of the Apple Watch. Uh, do you guys have any... We spent all the time on my banter. Do you have any banter before we get into the, the news of the week? There's not a ton. No. No. I had to buy a, a uh, Peter Pan bus ticket today, and they don't have a mobile app. Can, mm. you, can you believe it? I actually they can believe it. Yeah, but it's 2018. I, I'm, I'm not saying it's a good idea. I believe it. <laughs> that sounds like Peter Pan, which, by the way, was started in Springfield, Massachusetts. That's right. Yes. I learned that today when I, I, I have this this habit I've developed over the past couple of years of just like Wikipediaing everything that sounds mundane. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I, I bet there's something interesting on the Peter Pan bus Wikipedia that, and that was it. I was like, oh, Springfield, Massachusetts. Sean's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you ever need to come to Springfield, they got a lot of buses that come here. Nice. They don't have an app. Though. You know, fun fun fact: I've never taken a like ticketed coach bus anywhere i've been in like a bus for like a trip or something yeah but i've never like taken a coach bus from man from like you city, gotta try out city that, a to city b the uh 15 or 10 dollar new york to boston bus i think it might even be <laughs> less money than that what, the, the five dollar mega bus 
Oh, it's not Megabus, my friend. Better? Uh, it doesn't leave from Port Authority, let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) Are those the ones that catch on fire? Yeah. Yeah. Only sometimes. I had a Maris bus that caught on fire one time. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. Was then we had to all pile onto the other bus. I was I was Kipsy. I went went to a wedding once, and the bus that was taking like the bridal party from the ceremony to the reception caught on fire on on the (laughs) way. It's a good sign. So like the whole the whole bridal party was like standing on the side of the highway someplace in Rhode Island. It's it sounded funny. I heard uh, I had I heard another funny wedding story where they they had the reception on a boat. Uh, and it was somewhere in the Midwest. I forget. Maybe it was the Mississippi. I don't know. Uh, some river. It must have been the Mississippi, actually, because uh, they had like a trip time. About, like, oh, like we'll get on the boat at six, and we'll be like back in the harbor by ten, or you know, something like that. Uh, but because of like the tides, uh, they were delayed by two and a half hours getting back because they were thought they were going to be going with the tide, but they. We're going against it both ways or something Yeesh. crazy. Yeah. Uh, but they kept the bar open the whole time for no extra charge. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Yeah. That's sort of what happened with, with at the wedding. Like, cocktail hour turned into, like, cocktail two and a half hours. <laughs> uh, it was a good wedding. <laughs> well, just like a, a bus that's on fire, we have got to careen forward in the show. Um, towards our eventual doom by moving into the tech news. Uh, I want to remind everybody who's watching us live. Thank you. Watching us live at twitch.tv slash don't panic show or facebook.com slash don't panic show. There are a whopping three of you. So thank you for being part of the show. Comment on Facebook or Twitch. We're watching. Uh, we might mention your comment on the air. supposed to reveal that for the, the uh, recording listeners. That, uh, You've broken the illusion. No, you know what? Hey, look, if you're listening to the recording... We only like you a little less. That's okay. You know, don't take it personally. It's fine. We still will listen to you, just not as much. Uh, But we're going to move in. There's not a ton of news. We're kind of in the quiet period in terms of what this show follows for news anyway. We could talk about all the new Huawei phones. I was going to say, wasn't there some big mobile... Mobile World Congress, yeah. Do you want to talk about the new Sony Xperian phones? Because we can. Uh, Because we can. interesting? No. The new Samsung uh, emoji looks kind of... We can, uh, I did put the S9 in the rundown because I felt we don't give Samsung enough love on this show. Yeah, let's start there. Okay, it's going to be very short. Uh, at Mobile World Congress this week, Samsung announced the Galaxy S9, the update to the Galaxy S8. Um, and the update part is not very much. It's got the exact same screen. Uh, it's They moved the fingerprint scanner from the right of the camera to just below it. Uh, It has a faster processor, the Snapdragon 845, either 4 or 6 gigabytes of RAM and 64 gigabytes of onboard storage. Um, The (laughs) Really, the the only big new thing about it is the camera. It's better than the old one. Uh, Single on the S9, dual on the S9 Plus. It is the first with a mechanically adjustable aperture. I'm not sure what that does, but it sounds great. can switch between a very bright (laughs) f1.5 to a smaller f2.4, depending on the exposure conditions. 28% more light. Uh, etc etc 12 megapixel camera sensor second generation dual pixel autofocus and so on um it will launch with android 8.0 oreo with some of that bixby love on top of it uh and as dan mentioned Mm. the sort of 
Gangbusters feature of AR emoji. Uh, rather than using 3D face scanning technology, it really just captures a picture of your face and using over 100 points and machine learning, it builds a custom 3D character of your features uh, and then creates 18 animated GIF stickers that are accessible in the keyboard for use in messaging apps. You can even customize it with hairstyles, glasses, and outfits as well. Weird. Uh, yeah, it will be available on all major carriers in the U.S. Uh, in three colors, black, purple, or blue. A gray model will be available internationally. Um, I, didn't, I didn't see a release. Let me double check on the release date here because I know people are really wanting to find out. Available for pre-order on March 2nd and arrive in stores on March 16th. Uh, basically the same as the S8. I like the purple color. Yeah, that's a new one. I'm just, I, I just think that's a, a neat color. It anyway. reminds me of like black raspberry ice cream. Yeah. Is, yes. Yeah. Not a great ice it's cream. Got a very flavor. mauve color. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, I don't know. Any any thoughts on the S9? No, I just thought the emojis looked funny. They do look funny. They definitely look. They do look like some company's knockoff of. An emoji, I mean, but like not a good knockoff, like a blatant one. Yeah, they're not they're not really fun. Like that that is the brilliance of the an emoji. It's like it doesn't try to be uh, some amazing like it's an ultra realistic AR avatar of yourself, which they probably could do if they wanted. But that's not. Yeah, but it's it, fun it, that because it's the normal emoji, right? And it, it's you get a little bit of the. Uh, uncanny valley effect did you read that story i don't remember if this was like a like a story story or just some article i read somewhere about the design intern whose internship project was designing the uh emoji icons for ios no that's neat yeah yeah she had like one person she partnered with who is like one of the best icon designers in the world and they sat down her entire summer and cranked through hundreds of emojis uh, and at the time, uh, emojis were not big in the United States, so they were sort of taking the first like Western crack at some of these things that didn't really have like analogs in our society. It, it was pretty interesting. I'll try to find the article. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's very cool. You say that's wicked cool, Colby. I did. Oh, nice. You're bringing it. You're bringing it back, or you're bringing it out. It happens sometimes. To the rest of the world. How I did, say wicked. Colby, how did you join the video on Facebook? How do you join something? I just navigated to the page. I've, it, it, <laughs> but underneath the video, it says Colby Rabidou joined. What does that mean? Uh, I just navigate. I don't know. That, but that's, <laughs> I've never seen that before. Okay. Really? I've, I've noticed that a bunch lately. Oh. Sean, did none of your friends watch our podcast? I don't go on Facebook. That's what it is. Oh, I avoid yeah. it like the plague because I hate <laughs> everything about That's it. Fair. Yeah. It, I, I feel like it's not fun anymore. It's hard to say why. No, you know what it is? If I see one more goddamn... Uh, recipe video? Oh. No, no, no. I, I'll watch recipe videos all day long compared to the... That is so um, weird. You know, share if you know a friend who's like this, and that's like some three-second animated thing of some stupid thing, and then someone commented on it like, oh my god, Sarah, it's just like you. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is annoying. And there's like a hundred of them. And I hate it. Sad. 
That I have noticed more of that. I feel like that was a big like 2007-2008 thing. If it's I bad, really... Well, I think the autoplay video and then the GIF, being able to do GIFs and comments really just sort of destroyed that completely. And I think the new Facebook algorithm where they're focused on comments and shares and interactions are just going to surface more of that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Why aren't we a Facebook link farm? Like, why aren't we just making up content for the purpose of generating like millions of likes? No, like the Russians. Oh. Like, think of how much money we could be making. Oh, we could have our own internet research agency? Yes, that's yes. what I'm saying. It can't be that hard. This this content is so stupid. Literally, people who don't speak English are putting it out. I think we could do it. Oh, man. I have my... I, I just realized, remember what my pick for the show is going to be. I, I hope it's Russian propaganda. It is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Good. Well, we'll look forward to that in the pick section, won't we? Uh, all right, that's the S9 coming soon to a store near you. We'll we'll move on. I don't think there's much more to say about that. Uh, anything else in the rundown that's mm. interesting? No? Uh, I'll pick a story. What's, a, what's this with the HomePod staining tables? Yeah, this was fun. This came out a couple days ago, Colby. You might not know this. They forgot to mention in the user manual, don't put your HomePod on wooden furniture. Uh, specifically, it's it's uh, wooden furniture that is uh, untreated or has certain types of coatings on it, but it, it's a pretty wide range. Uh, what people were finding is, and I'll put a picture up here on the screen for the folks watching the video version, is that uh, it will the silicone base of the... Uh, HomePod will actually leave a residue on wooden furniture. Um, what it actually is, is it's a, a chemical reaction that, that leaves that residue. Um, the marks can improve over several days after the speaker is removed, and you can try cleaning it with a suggested oiling method. Um, I haven't seen anyone say that it's super-duper permanent, um, mm -hmm. but it's it's uh, according to Apple, it is caused by oils diffusing between the silicone base and the table surface. Uh, Apple said customers who are concerned about the issue, we recommend placing your HomePod on a different surface. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Weird. Yeah. Uh, have any either of you encountered a HomePod? I saw one at the Apple store. Ooh. No, I have not encountered one. I haven't even seen one at the Apple store. It was smaller than I thought it would be. Mm. It's really, <laughs> it's really not that, you know, it's smaller than a paint can. Now, how can you hear it when you go to the Apple store? Uh, not when I was there, I didn't. Okay, so you, well, they used to be they had all those Bluetooth speakers and people just cranked the <laughs> shit out of them. I was, I was at the Apple store at about 1030 in the morning and there was no one there, so it was pretty chill. That's that's the only. I will not go to the Apple Store at peak hours. It's too nuts. At least the one in Holyoke. Remember that time we went to the Holyoke Apple Store to try and wait in line for iPad twos. I do remember that, and we didn't get was, one. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. But you got to see the Holyoke Mall. Lucky you. What a it's treat. the only time I've ever been there. We wait. We wait. We wait. <laughs> I dare say it's the only time I'll ever go there. Yeah, we waited Never in line done. outside of the Borders bookstore that's not there anymore, next to the Pottery Barn that's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a not great mall. 
Um, anyhow, the... Yeah, no, it looked it looked okay. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of how it looks, to be honest. I I think it's just it's just odd look. It's just kind of squat looking, you know, and because it's all that mesh surface, it's a little too bulbous. I don't know. I don't care for it. Mm. Hmm. But no, I, I didn't hear what it sounded like. I think I still I still I'm having try having not having seen one in real life. I'm I'm having trouble like conceptualizing it like in 3d space it it it, you will be i think you'll be surprised when you see it because even like how the top surface looks it's not it's just like a plus and a minus button and then like a little a little like maybe half dollar sized series screen it's not it's not great i don't like the design i'm sure it sounds great everyone all the reviews say it sounds amazing but Design-wise, I'm I'm not impressed. Fair enough. But I have no taste, so you know, right. take that into you know, you got to factor that in. I think it looks really cool from the pictures. I like the screen. I think it's fine. Do you think you'll get one of these, Dan? No, I. Even if it was amazing, I wouldn't get one. I don't know. I. Where would I put it? The only place it would go. I already have my TV and my surround sound speakers. Like. No. Yeah. Do you need more speakers? Yeah. Like, I, I guess next I would put it in my bedroom and it would just be a glorified alarm clock. Like, no, that's a waste <laughs> of that much money. Fair enough. <sighs> Fair someday enough. I'm going to get a and Someday I'll have smart bathroom. light bulbs or whatever. Uh, but I don't. Yeah, speaking of that, I did notice getting the Apple Watch that I really I really am not allowed to buy any more smart home stuff because now it's kind of upsetting how many, like, I can literally turn my lights off 18 different ways. And, like, I was trying to set it up to do it for my watch, and I'm like, but do I use the Home app or the Hue app? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but which is better? And it's like, but only, and then it just, it's too, don't, it's too much. Everything, they're, they're all connected to each other, and it's, yeah. I, and then, I've, you, then you just got up and used the light switch. I've I've lost control of my smart home, is what I'm saying. It's bigger than me now. Too deep. It's running itself. <laughs> um, so that's a scoop with HomePods. Let's see. We're really pulling teeth on stories this week. Let's talk about Redbox. <laughs> I like this story. I think what gonna... is Redbox? I... That's that thing at the You're grocery store. You're such a millennial. Store, right? <laughs> You never rented. I feel like I rented a couple of red boxes in, in like college. Oh, the, there was one at the Poughkeepsie Starbucks. I mean, the Hyde Park Starbucks, not the Poughkeepsie one. Yeah. Uh, no. I know yeah. what you're talking about, but I never used one. Yeah, they're the they're the big red kiosks. If, if people out there haven't seen them, the big red kiosks that got DVDs in them, and you give them your credit card, you take the DVD, you watch for a couple days, and you bring it back, put it back in the kiosk. This story is interesting because. Uh, movie companies got smart to Redbox. Redbox was essentially buying bulk DVDs from these companies and renting them. And people like Disney said, you know what? I don't want you to, we don't want you to buy our DVDs and our Blu-rays anymore because we don't, we don't like your business and we'll do it ourselves. We don't need you. And Redbox said, well, screw off. So they literally just took a bunch of interns, sent them out to Best Buy and had them buy hundreds of thousands of copies across the country of Uh the DVDs they needed. It's kind of brilliant. But that's not where the problem comes in, because legally you can do that. The problem. So could I set up a, a renting service out of my house right now? 
I am not a lawyer, so don't ask me that. I don't okay. know. That's another discussion. Okay. Um, but what's interesting is that um, when Redbox got all the DVDs and the Blu-rays, they opened them up and found not only was the Blu-ray disc in there, but also a download code to sure. get a digital a, a digital copy. So essentially, they were getting two copies of the movies, and Redbox got smart. And they said, all right, we're going to rent out the DVDs, but what if we sold the digital download code <laughs> from the box? Unsurprisingly, Disney said, yeah, you can't do that. That's not cool. Uh, but in a Tuesday ruling, U.S. District Judge Dean G. Pregerson uh, denied the studio's request for an injunction, arguing that the co- uh, that there, the warning that codes are not for sale or transfer on the DVD and Blu-ray packaging did not constitute a binding contract. And furthermore, Ooh. he wrote that licensing agreements that Disney utilizes on Movies Anywhere, which is their service, improperly forced customers to give up some of their basic ownership rights. Uh, when customers are redeeming a code, the sites essentially make them acknowledge that they currently own a physical copy. However, under copyright law, once customers buy a physical copy, they are free to sell it as uh, much as they would a used book. Disney language legally prevents customers from redeeming their digital code if they have decided to exercise that right to resell. And the lawyer said... You can't do that. Quote, this improper leveraging of Disney's copyright and digital content to restrict secondary transfers of physical copies directly implicates and conflicts with the public policy enshrined in the Copyright Act and constitutes copyright misuse. Well, this is crazy. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. So so legally, you apparently, according to this judge, you, you know, I've got discs with a digital copy I'm not using. You can go and sell them. Well, but not if they're Flickster. Didn't Flixster just uh, shut down last week? Oh, or Flixster something? did. Yes, they did. Yeah. Well, Disney. So uh, was Flixster Ultraviolet? I forget. Or were they their own? I don't remember. Because Ultraviolet was the one that all the services were sharing. And then Disney said, mm, you know what? We're good. And then they went to movies anywhere, which I think other companies are now moving to. It's very convoluted. Yes. The, the redeeming system for these. Hmm. Yeah, I redeemed one digital movie for the only Blu-ray movie I've ever bought, which was uh, Star Wars. Not the most recent Star Wars, the The Force Awakens. Episode eight. Yeah, Force Awakens. And now I get uh, newsletters from Disney that I can't seem to unsubscribe from, mm. which is just delightful. But I can watch Force Awakens all over the place, I guess. That, so you just bought that one Blu-ray and you redeemed the digital code? Yeah, why not? I figured I might as well. Sure, yeah. What if my apartment just, burns down? Right. I just always forget to do that. <laughs> I've got so many of those slips in sitting in those DVD cases. Right. <laughs> exactly. The nice thing about it was like through whatever whatever service they use, you get it on the service, but you also get like it like connects to iTunes and you just get it on iTunes. So I can just like watch it on my Apple TV without yeah. doing anything. Well, I, anytime I get a Blu-ray, I rip it to my computer and then put it in Dropbox and Plex, um, and just do it that way. Plex, Plex seems like so much work. You know, and if, if you're doing it, Sean, maybe I'm wrong. Not no offense. No, here's what it is, Dan. It's one but of those, you're the like, guy who leaves the slips in the box and I'm that guy too. So, 
No, it's one of those things that's easy to set up and incredibly difficult to master. Like mine is a mess, but it's enough of like, it's enough organized where I can find stuff, but like all the metadata is garbage. It's terrible. Like mm-hmm. as long as you're okay with like bad album art and like, you know, the all the actors' names are screwed up, like. But where are you like hosting your content? On my desktop in my house. So it has oh. to be up and running for me to. And it's just always on? No, but it's, I don't. If I want to watch something, I'll just turn on the computer and then stream it to the TV. And then go go upstairs, turn on the computer. Yep. All right. Yep. I don't. It's for me. It's not that big of a deal. No, no, no. To, to have like a dedicated server, yeah, you could do that. But that's a whole nother thing because then it's it's a whole nother thing. Sure. <laughs> I believe it. Um, I do want to give a shout out on Facebook to Nate Gouvremont. Let's get Vermont. If you say so. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, who, who gives us a little fun fact that those agreements, uh, those types of contracts we talked about written on the back of the box are called shrink wrap agreements because you agree to the contract by taking off the shrink wrap. And according, uh, according to U.S. District Judge Dean D. Pregerson, he disagrees. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was talking to a friend about shrink wrap law and this is also the principle by which for a long time the like eula box when you would install like windows software it's like by clicking yes you agree that you know to that by installing the software you agree to this license uh which i think was overturned i don't remember though but then it's also the mechanism by which the license files in open source software work it's like, oh, by downloading this like archive that contains this file, mm-hmm. you are agreeing to this license. Which is, but it all, yeah, it's all traced back to this shrink wrap thing. By opening this product, you agree to yada yada. Yep. Weird. Super interesting. Well, that, that's why I have that sign when you come into my house that you legally agree to give me all of your download codes for your movies. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, you agree to that. You broke the shrink wrap on my front door. So, <laughs> brutal. Oh, Anyhow, that's weird. Yeah, neat story. Good on you, Redbox. Disney can suck it. <laughs> Take enough money. God. Uh, cool. All right. Well, we have time for uh, one more story here. They're aren't many or we don't <laughs> have to do a story <laughs> we can what's just, uh, what's what's the deal with chrome's ad blocker yeah chrome ad blocker that's all right i think that's the most important one left it's to cover. a good one well we teased this a little bit uh previously on the show that chrome was talking about putting in some permanent ad blockers built right into chrome uh well they've actually rolled it out and so i thought it might be interesting for the folks out there to learn what exactly is included in this uh it is uh, the most important thing to know, it's not an alternative to Adblock Plus or any sort of service like that. It's just Google's effort to ban the most annoying ads from your browser. So it's not going to block all ads, just those that don't conform to the Coalition for Better Ads guidelines. The, the type of ads that will trigger the new ad blocker on desktop include things like pop-up ads, prestitial ads with countdown, sorry, Forbes quote of the day, uh, <laughs> autoplay video ads with sound or those large sticky ads the ones that stay on your you know take up half your screen as you scroll on mobile uh, those plus uh, ads that take up more than 30% of the screen flashing animated ads um, or those full screen rollover ads that as you scroll the content kind of scrolls beneath it until it goes away 
Jeez. Um, if you Those end are up, some of the most annoying ads. That's exactly the idea, Dan. If you end up on a site where Chrome is blocking such an ad, you'll see a pop-up in Chrome that will give you the option to sidestep the ad blocker and allow ads on that site. Uh, and there's a little uh, screen grab here of what that will look like on uh, Do on mobile. Do you know what uh, publishers are doing in response to this yet? Anything? I haven't seen any sort of specific response to uh, to what's to to what's being given. I mean, this Google has said that they're blocking their own Google ads. I mean, they're blocking everyone's ads, you know, evenly. So um, I would assume that they're certainly Google has ads that don't adhere to the better ad. Well. Policy? Yeah, I guess they could probably be displayed in a like at some point, right? When you build your website, you say like the ad's going to show up here, and if it's like a huge, a huge box or something, I guess, yeah, yeah. I would I would assume. I mean, they are part of that coalition for better ads consortium, uh, so I'm going to assume that you know Google is is certainly encouraging users to not put up those types of ads. Uh, but I haven't seen anything. I want to be part of a consortium. Of course, what do they call? Oh, a concern. That's what they're called in uh, in Japan. It's a, it's a concern. Oh, really? Yes. I have lots of concerns. I should be in consortiums. You. <laughs> that sounds like that really sounds like you're 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 uh, in the mafia or something. And when you're in a like a business mafia consortium, <laughs> that, that that's the bad guys <sighs> in some sort of. <laughs> superhero gritty superhero film like daredevil would break up a consortium <laughs> that could be daredevil takes on the 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 world wide web consortium <laughs> yes that that sounds so evil daredevil <laughs> takes on the international standards organization <laughs> yes we are the coalition for better <laughs> ads uh, <laughs> Daredevil takes on the Internet Engineering Task Force. Well, now that just sounds like an educational series for children, where you're teaching them these things. Yeah. All right, kids. Today how, how we'll be reading. Indeed. Wow. Well, so anyway, this cool. is supposedly rolled out live now. So I have not seen any websites that have been blocked yet. Will this work in? Will this happen in like Chrome for iOS too? Is it all yes. the Chromes? Cool. Yep. That's that's uh. Yep. It's nice. And so you can keep an eye out for that in a Chrome near you. Let's uh let's go ahead and move to picks. Put these people out of their misery. Uh, it's the part of the show where every week we each bring something to the table we want to share with the world. Uh, it looks like this week's gonna be a fun one. Uh, I'll start with mine because it's the most straightforward, and that would be um, an app, the Apple Store app. Now you're saying, Sean, that's really boring, uh, and you'd be right, <laughs> but I do like it because but. if you've never, if you've ever just, I don't understand people who just show up at the Apple Store to buy something. Like, don't do that. You can do so much better than that. Use the Apple Store app. It's got all of their products, and you just go on and you add it to the cart, and you do in-store pickup, and you show up, and it took me five minutes to get my Apple Watch, and it was the most painless and dare I say fun experience. The guy, the guy, like just hung out with me for like two minutes. He he told me about the fun new classes they're giving at the Apple Store, like on photography and art. And I'm like, oh, that actually sounds kind of neat. And he's like, all right, here's your watch. Sign here. And I just signed. He said, all right, enjoy. Have a nice day. And I just left. It was amazing. So if you were buying something uh, at the Apple Store or you're upgrading, 
your iPhone, it's also the, probably the best way to do it. Download the Apple Store app. Um, you can make uh, uh, Genius Bar appointments. Use Apple Pay to check out when you buy. Um, yeah, it's the best way to use the Apple Store. It's the Apple Store app. Are you going to go to any of these photography classes? Um, No. Mm. No, but I will look. I will look at the list. I mean, maybe they'll, you know, if they had like one on like, no, but the problem is I don't have a Mac. If they did one like audio editing, I'd be interested, but I do it on a Windows. I don't, I don't know what I would want to learn on iOS that would be interesting. I think Mac classes would be more interesting. Mm-hmm. But I will keep an eye. The problem is like I did look briefly at those, like 60% of them were like real, you know, iCloud for beginners. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. God, no. <laughs> god no i know i know people who are not very tech savvy who um who bought some ipads and went and took the classes and they really enjoyed them but they were describing them to me and they sounded very painful for someone of of our experience challenge yeah (laughs) yeah go and survive an app find the lamest apple store class that that you can mac os basics yeah (laughs) yes oh my god yeah that would be great Actually, I might actually even learn something because I don't know that much about. Yeah, that that'll solve your work problems. View sessions at the store. Here we go. What's going on at the local Holyoke store? My store. Basics. iPhone. Okay. Portrait photography. Not portrait photography. No. Landscape photography. Basics of the Apple Watch. Uh... Teacher Tuesdays, storytelling with iMovie. Ooh. That sounds fun. Oh, here we go. Quick start, coding with Swift Playgrounds. You guys could do that. You could. It's true. It's only a half hour class. Maybe Swift experts in no time. Sketching with the Apple Pencil. That sounds fun. That does sound fun. Shoot photos with iPhone. Actually, yeah. I should take that class. That sounds super fun. Oh, they have an activity and wellness class. What do you do in that? <laughs> drop into the we can you show you great watch on, you just run around they can even help you build music playlists and find the right beats for any activities our creatives can they call them creatives that's creepy our creatives can share ways to set goals track progress and even stay on top of mindfulness wednesday 3 to 4 30 p.m damn hmm. okay anyway fun they told me there's a class where they go around the mall and you take pictures around the mall to show you how to take pictures. And I'm like, this is a very depressing mall. I don't want to take pictures <laughs> in this place. So anyway, the Apple Store app available on iOS now. Uh, Dan, we'll go down the list here. You've got a, a Twitter account here for us? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I <laughs> this was tweeted out earlier today. Uh, Colby's already following it. I don't really understand what's going on. The bio says... <laughs> Regular American person. The name of the account is No Collusion. Uh, I'm just going to read some choice uh, quotes here. Uh, (laughs) uh, Let's see. Mr. President, Mr. Donald Trump say over and over, no collusion. Also, Fox and Friends. This proved no collusion. Fake news... Liberal CNN hashtag Twitter lockout very bad. Only real Americas here we microwave the corn dog. We drinks the Diet Coke. The president, Mr. Donald Trump, no collusion. <laughs> the the CPAC RNC make best gun the amendment too. I very good the shooting. No collusion. I regular Americas guy. I like the flip flops. I eat the pizza. This prove I real Americas person. No collusion. <laughs> 
These are fu- uh, these are funny. Yeah, at readonly eight eight zero eight. It's been it's been fun. It's been fun so far. It <laughs> takes your mind off of things a little bit, or I guess it puts it back on them. Uh, nice. Yeah, I like check it, it out. Laugh at some stuff on Twitter at readonly eight eight zero eight. But we will of course have the link on the website. Very cool, uh, Colby. You've you've got a one of your it looks like one of your patented anti picks. What what are you picking this week? <laughs> uh, but it's not it's not an anti pick at all. I'm so <gasps> glad you thought that it was. Oh, <laughs> wow! You burned um, me. Yeah. What do you got? No, like last year for my birthday, I got a Roomba, and I finally decided that I like it. I've I I it took me a long time to properly arrange my apartment in a way that the Roomba doesn't get stuck on everything. And I still have to go before it turns on. I have to make sure that none of my shoelaces are like sticking out on the floor because it'll eat my shoes. Um, And then what happens? It just like sucks the shoelace up into the little like the brushy thing and it stops and it beeps a bunch. And then it's like error, error. Uh, I don't I don't know what it says after that. It's a weird human being. Danger. I self can't de- feel pain. Self-destruct <laughs> sequence initiated. Also, what the, is the, it like to be human? <laughs> Roomba love Colby. <laughs> I feel like there's a uh, there's a real missed opportunity. Like it is not a variant. It doesn't have an endearing robot voice. It has like like a generic like computery human voice. Um, like like Siri from two years ago or something. It's like very bland. But I feel like they missed a huge opportunity to make it like funny. Um, but yeah, in general, I like it. It takes a long time to vacuum, but uh, if you do it when you're not home and you've properly properly prepared, uh, it's great. And it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing to have to prepare. I've decided because you'd have to sort of do that anyways. What do you mean? Like with oh. a regular vacuum, you can't have. Oh, sure, but the, that's not the dream. No, it's not, it's not the dream. I mean, the dream is it puts it puts the shoes shoes away for me. But Absolutely. It, yeah, right. I kind of like how Colby is in like a semi-abusive relationship with his Roomba, where he like, <laughs> we're, we're you, Colby. You're changing your whole life around to suit your <laughs> robot vacuum. I did. I re. I re- it's controlling my you. Apartment. It's right. It's right under my desk right now as we speak. What, what, like holding a gun to your leg or something? Like only say nice things about Roomba. Yeah. Blink twice if you need help. Oh no! Oh no! Very bad. Uh, yeah, I like it. See now again. I I've been having just ideas for robots. What was my idea for a robot that could make our lives easier? Do you remember, Roomba? Colby? No, no, no. Just this past week. This past week. Uh, oh, the shower, the shower, the robot that that uh, yes, automatically yes. adjusts your shower shower knob to keep the yes. optimal temperature. Yes. They have so, that. You, do they? What do you mean? Well, it's not a robot. They, uh, Col- was it Kohler came out with um, a digital, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it doesn't turn the knob. It does it all in your walls and the piping, but you, you like set a temperature like 86 degrees or whatever, and then it, it keeps your, Temp- and you can like preheat your shower and stuff, so the water comes out at exactly the temperature you want. It's a it's a thing. You can go buy it. Pretty cool. But 
But my idea was you could have that, but you just attach the robot to your knobs, right? Like a nest. Sure. Uh, and it knows how to manipulate the knobs. But I think, yeah, if you can just switch out your shower setup, that's way better. But here's another idea. Like, one of the problems you have, Colby, is that, you 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 know, stuff ends up on the floor. That's true. I'm going to go ahead and guess that the same stuff ends up on the floor. Yeah, pretty much. Put an RFID thing on each of those things and, like, a little QR code somewhere in your apartment and a robot that just puts that thing there. That's so easy. It puts, it puts it, what? It picks up the thing with the QR code in it and it puts it. Or put with the RFID and it the, puts it the on right the QR place. code. Mm. I, Dan, it sounds to me like what's the what's what's the robot butler from Fallout? Yeah. Codsworth. <laughs> you just wow. you just want a Codsworth? Is yeah, I know I'm video so, games. I'm so impressed. I watch Colby play Fallout enough. I know who <laughs> Codsworth is. Isn't that from the yeah. new Fallout? I think it is. Is it? Maybe there was a Codsworth in the old one. I don't. Oh, uh, maybe. Um, I would. I would take a one that just picked up my dirty clothes, or like right. a Roomba attachment Sean, that picked I, up my I, dirty clothes. I don't clothes. think it's that weird. I think that's what we're all looking for out of these robots. You know, we want a couple good years of butlership before they take over the Earth from us. Sure. Sure. I don't think that's, that's a lot to ask for. A fair trade, I think. Hmm? Yeah, someone, someone get uh, Boston Dynamics on the phone. Get Dan one of those robot dogs. But, yeah, but, one, but one that can pick up his laundry. Fine. Just put it in his mouth. Yeah, you, you just have to hold the door open for it. Make sure it doesn't escape into the wild. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. What, uh, would, you, would you know what model of Roomba you have? Now you got me kind of wanting a Roomba, which is very bad. You don't have a good house for a Roomba. Well, not it's not the one that's connected to the internet. Okay. Yeah. The the regular. Yeah. Uh, no, I well I do and I don't. Like I have a lot of carpet and it's all flat except it's on two levels. But I feel like there you go, two Roombas. If well, <laughs> no, <laughs> what about if upstairs just, though. Like once a but just like once a week if I just picked one it and Roomba brought it upstairs. Stair. Like half half the week it did upstairs and then the other half the week it did downstairs. Can you do that? Maybe. Probably. I'm going to find out. I Because I'm oh. very bad about vacuuming. Mm. And I've got a lot of floors. Okay, anyway. Cool. Colby's Roomba. Check it out. Just his, though. Don't buy another one. Buy his. Yeah. <laughs> it's learned. It took a long time for him to train. It's house trained. <laughs> to not eat your shoelaces. That's, uh, that's a funny... I feel like that'd be a funny, funny idea for, for a science fiction world where, like... There are robots that can do stuff, but you have to teach them how to do stuff first, and so you can get like house trained ro- house trained robot. <laughs> like that's this like new machine learning world we're uh, heading into here. Yeah, like some someday, and in this world, there'll be like teachers for robots, like robot robot educators. I- I'm waiting for for your speculative research paper called "Machine Learning: Human Teaching." uh anyway very good all right that's picks we'll have links to all of these things and more on our website don'tpanic.io uh in case you don't remember them we'll have the links there so it's convenient for you uh also on the website of course all our episodes audio video the whole archive is there also links and where you can subscribe on overcast itunes and anywhere you get podcasts you can also check us out on youtube the video version at youtube.com slash don't panic show 
Uh, I, of course, want to again thank all of the people who hopped on and commented and hung out with us tonight uh, at Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show and on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Don't Panic Show. We do this Monday nights, eh, I'm going to say about 10, 15 Eastern uh, on those respective pages. But if you follow us on Twitter at Don't Panic Show, we tweet when we go live. It's the best way to find out when we do so. Of course, Don't Panic Show at gmail.com is our email address. You can give us your feedback and let us know uh, what you think of the show and maybe we'll read it right here on the air. Uh, anything else, guys, before we wrap up this fine fine evening? Nope, that's about it for me. No, Looking forward to actual tech news next week. Yeah, hopefully we'll pick it up. It was a little weak. Um, I didn't want to talk about the new Dell laptops, so we kind of <laughs> just we skipped that. Oh, wait, that. is that the one, though, that has the... <laughs> The, the webcam that pops out of the function key in the middle? That was, that was one of the, like, uh, Asian manufacturers who's a bazillion, you know, huge over there, but we've never heard of. But yes, okay. I loved that. That was cool. <laughs> was it? It was so... It, you know me, though, when it comes to unnecessary stuff in technology, mm-hmm. I'm all in. And that was the epitome of unnecessary. <clears throat> but very silly. I do, however, want to take this opportunity to tease, and you guys as well, Game Nights at GameNights.tv. We're playing Dungeons & Dragons, and this week we saw the release of a very exciting, fun episode. We broke the format a little bit. If you've never listened, this is a great way to jump into the show, get a taste before you go back and start at the beginning of the adventure. We're interviewing interns for our fictional office on the show this week. We've got three candidates. I would describe none of them as great. Uh, but believe it or not, we do end up hiring one of them. So you can check it out now at GameNights.tv. You know, the, it's really hard to get good help. In Neverwinter, forget about it. It's it's near <laughs> impossible. So it's very funny, and I knew it was good because as I was in the edit, I cut almost nothing. So that tells me there were no pauses. We filled the time very, very... You're getting a lot of content for your, for your time. So awesome. it's very volume-rich. So check that out there. And of course, UpForDebate.tv. Matt and I are doing Up For Debate. We just did the book club episode on Of Dice and Men. Uh, spoiler alert, I felt guilty at the end for how badly we trashed the author. Sorry. Uh, it was not very nice. But this coming week, guys, would you like to know what we're talking about on Thursday? Oh, Matt was very excited. He is all in on curling, so we are doing a Winter Olympics episode. Oh, man. I was hoping it was just going to be a curling episode. He wanted that, and I said, Matt, can you talk for an hour on curling? And he said no. So I said, all right. He said no? He said no. We will... will, Who knows? We may spend most of it talking about curling, but we will talk about more than just curling. I'm, I'm excited. Because I have, I, and I, we might actually disagree. So maybe finally for once, but not likely. So you can check that out at upfordebate.tv coming later this week. But we've got to wrap up this show. So thanks everybody so much for joining us here. We appreciate it all as always. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. We'll see you next time for more tech news and good times here on Don't Panic. <laughs>